Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tell Me What You Really Think. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Lisa. I love our talks. It's like better than being on the phone every night. <laughs> yes, it is. So I'm going to ask you a very personal question, and don't worry, just everybody's going to hear the answer. But mm. how old are you? I am 60. Yeah, I, I am 62. <laughs> I wanted to say 61, but I'm 62. Um, have you ever felt any age discrimination? Yes, yes, I have. In what ways? In what ways? Just from simple things in stores. I, it has a different feel now. I guess it's because I am the age that when I was in my 20s, I thought I'd never make it too. Yeah, I feel a difference as well. I definitely know that there is age discrimination out there, although people aren't talking about it as much. I feel like it's everywhere. For example, I was somebody who always had great positions at colleges and other jobs that I had. Then when I turned 60, it seemed like I can't ever even get an interview for anything. And I know it has to do with my age, although nobody says anything about it. For example, I, I was the first woman producer for the WWE. Um, so I have got a long list of credits when it comes to broadcasting. And I tried, and I'm still doing a lot of things with broadcasting. And I tried for a position at a college where all they wanted was for somebody to teach people how to edit video. And I, you know, that's the very basic entry level that you do. I tried for the job and I got back an email saying, I'm sorry, you do not have enough qualifications. So I went ahead and followed through with seeing who got the job and then checking on LinkedIn to see their credentials. Yeah. And the person's only background was the fact that they worked at Burger King, but they were only 22 years of age. And I was thinking, huh, I wonder if my age had anything to do with it, because it definitely wasn't experience. If anything, I should have at least been granted an interview. And I also have learned how to code. And I did that because I knew that that would really make me marketable. And I got an interview with a company who had me do some coding live in front of them to make sure it was actually me who knew how to do it. Okay. And when I was finished, he told me I did great. But he said, you know, I'm going to tell you confidentially. He goes, I can't hire you. And nobody else is going to hire you in the technology field either because you're way too old. And I was, you know, appalled by that statement. I was happy that he was honest enough to tell me. I have a stepdaughter who works um, trying to place people in different jobs. And she even told me with her company, they told her as she sends out anybody who's over 40, it will mean her job. That's terrible. Yeah, it really is. And it's not just with jobs. I, I feel like age discrimination is everywhere. I feel like when you look at Hollywood, although Hollywood is starting to finally get better, but they've always had, when it's a romance, the guy is like 20 years older than the woman. The woman can't be old. Even in politics, you heard when CNN, when Lennon went ahead and made his comment about Nikki Haley being too old. And I'm thinking in what world, you know, women seem to have a very short shelf life when they think about our capabilities, our future, our looks, you know, they expect us to look and always be in our twenties. And if we're not, 
no matter what it is, we're the invisible sector. And that's a fair because as a producer, I'm sure the experience you would have brought to them would have been priceless. Yeah. And, you know, I always was raised that you always want to listen to your elders because they bring a wealth of information that you just don't have. You know, most people know about current affairs and what's going on with technology now, but they don't know how to really incorporate things from the past. And it's kind of like that old saying about why reinvent the wheel. Well, if you don't know about the wheel, then you are going to be reinventing and, and spending a lot of wasted time that way. But uh, so people who are older definitely have value. That's why their score. You know, that's a society full of retirees who go ahead and advise people based on different sectors. If you are starting any type of business, you put in what type of business it is and then what it is that you're interested in um, and what your questions are. And they will go ahead and match you up with somebody who's a retiree who will go ahead and give you a lot of information to help you with your business. And I think it's a great resource, but if there's that resource for free, why aren't they utilizing retirees in actual business where they're making money rather than having to do it for free? Right. In the business sector where they could actually be a, a, an asset and an advantage. Uh, why would you not? Yeah, because we're living a lot longer than we used to. And yet, we don't have the money to sustain ourselves going into the future. Social security definitely doesn't cut it. You can't live off social security. That's why you see so many elderly people going ahead into neighbors' garbage cans and pulling out cans so they can recycle them and get the little bit of money from that. That's why you hear about different, you know, seniors that will either, you know, die from the heat in their house or from the cold because they can't afford to be running things or that they get sick because they didn't have the money for food or for the medicine. So many Older people are going without the medicines that they need because of the fact that they are not gainfully employed. Not that they don't want to be, but because people are actually just getting rid of them at a certain age. Yeah, I, I do agree that over a certain age, any company that you work for is going to reevaluate your, your usefulness to them. Yeah, there are so many companies that I know of, I'm not going to mention which ones, but where I know of people who worked for them and their thought is if you're over 50, they want to go ahead and get rid of you, bring in new blood. And I have a friend who headed up the legal department for this gigantic company. And the company actually told him that anybody over 45, they want out of the company. And so he had to think of, you know, some way of doing it where it would be legal by trying to make it look like they're not able to complete their jobs anymore. Um, so the company couldn't be sued. But what he never stopped to think was he's also one of those people over 45. So, yeah. So once he did it, they got rid of him as well. That's terrible. He was, he was an ax man to wipe out the other people and he got axed himself. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how terrible that is. He, he is a friend of mine, but I kind of feel like he got what he deserved because he has the education and the intelligence, and he should have hit back when that happened. He should have been a whistleblower. He should have fought for the people in the company rather than being a company man on something like that. Yeah, because he probably completely changed and destroyed people's lives. Yeah, so take a guess, Tommy. What okay. do you think are the top four countries with the largest number of older adults, those people who are over 65? Um, I would say China for sure. Very good. China's number one at 166 million wow. people over 65. Wow. 
Yeah, good guess. Yeah, China, and, and they, they just, I don't know, I think they're more respectful, too. And then who do you think is second? Um, let me see, over 65. Maybe India? Oh, my gosh. Do you have this in front of you? No, no. Yeah, at 84.9 million people over 65. Who do you think is third? Let's see. Probably, probably one I would never think of, like Poland or Hungary, or Hungary. Area. <laughs> I know. I was thinking of my boy, who's Hungarian. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's the United States at fifty-two million, really? and then Japan at thirty-five million. Here's here's a concern. Okay. And countries have been talking about this for a number of years. So this was before COVID. They actually had a summit with the top 11 countries with the largest number of older adults. And they said, you know, not as many people are being born now, but there's so many people who are the baby boomers like you and me. Okay. Uh, back when, you know, families could actually get by with only one person in the family working and you could have, you know, a decent life. So we have those of us who are like 60 and older, we are so top heavy and there are so few people under us in comparison. So they were like, what are we going to do about this? Because as they get older, there's going to be a huge shift in disease, you know, a huge shift on a burden of health and long-term care expenditures, there's going to be labor force shortages. Um, there's like all the problems with, you know, social security and stuff. How are we going to deal with this? So they've been really concerned about that. And it kind of concerns me as well as to how they're going to handle this. Because, you know, we already have on the table where some people are talking about cutting social security or making people wait longer for that. And that's something that is really concerning to me. Uh, yes, it is, because a lot of people are relying on that just to even survive. So absolutely. And I'm, I'll be there soon. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, we paid into it. Yes. And it was used to fund different programs and so forth. And the money went ahead and made money. You know, when we started paying into it, I don't know about you, but I started paying into it in the 70s. You too? Oh, uh, yeah, I was 15 when I started working, yeah. Oh, for your dad? Uh, no, for the nursery right next door to where I live. Oh, so cute. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, I started I started Dunkin' Donuts. So <laughs> um, I did. I did. I, I worked there. Place in my heart. Yeah, I worked there every day before school and after school and all weekends. Um, so that way I could get a minimal amount of student loans. But um, but we paid into it, and the money that we made long time ago is not, you know, doesn't compare to money now. You know how you always do the calculator? If I had a dollar back in 1920, how much, yeah. what's the equivalent today? But it's like all of that money was supposed to be reinvested into our country, and the government makes money off in it. So we paid into it. They've made money off in it. It supported the programs. It should be a given that that's our money and it should not be cut. We earned it. We should be taken care of. 
but that doesn't seem to be the case. No, and, it, and every day they just are trying more and more ways to make it go away, and, and it's really not fair. Yeah, and then I worry because, you know, there seems to be this thought of, well, if there are any needs, it's going to go to the younger people first, which I get, and I, and I just want to stress that I get that. It's like if there was a heart and I needed a heart and there was an 18-year-old kid you know, or me, I would want the 18-year-old kid to get it. But it's seems like it's not that type of issue. It's something totally different. And maybe I'm just reading into this wrong, but like when COVID came around and in New York State, they went ahead and denied the people from nursing homes and they went and sent them back by ambulance with body bags back to the nursing homes where they would infect a lot of other senior citizens and then die um, when there was the ship that was empty, when there was the Javits Center that was empty, that they could have easily been transported there. It makes me wonder. Yeah, that, that I when I was seeing that take place in all the empty buildings and all in, the, in those ships that were there, I thought, why did you even bother doing it? They didn't utilize that at all. Yeah, and they actually came out with the memo from uh, former Governor Cuomo's staff that said that the reason that they weren't using it was because they were afraid that it was going to become a political issue and make them look bad, which that should have never been a factor in there at all. But you didn't see people from other age groups being sent back into, you know, dangerous places and not being helped. But that seemed to be the standard with the elderly. And because of that, I hear so much from the elderly people now where they're terrified to go to the hospital. Something's wrong with them. They feel like that they're at risk at a hospital. They feel like people think that they're expendable. And they're not going to get the care that they think they should. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, all doctors go into the field because they want to save lives. And but it's they've got that fear now, you know, because they saw what happened with COVID. They remember about the nursing home people being sent back and being turned away and body bags being put into the ambulance with them, which is just so horrible on so many levels. But uh, um, so I really wonder how are they going to go ahead and address this? Because this situation with the aging population is going to become much more of a financial burden, much more of a healthcare burden in the short term than it already is. Yeah, I would say probably within the next five years, I mean, just the amount of people that are aging that will, will need the medical attention alone is just, it increases what? I'm sure it's daily. Yeah, and the fact that people our age are kind of invisible. You know, you don't see a lot of older people in leading roles on, on different films. You don't see them on the commercials. You don't see them with different companies. You're always seeing, you know, the younger people. So if we're basically invisible, how do we protect ourselves? And the reason I was thinking about that is because there was a professor, he's from Japan, and he said when they asked him, well, how are we going to deal with the older adult situation? And he said, and this is a quote, I feel like the only solution is pretty clear. In the end, isn't it mass suicide of the elderly? That's kind of scary. Yeah, it's it's beyond scary. And people are saying, no, you know, he's kind of being taken out of context. That's not the way that he meant it. 
And, you know, I try to find the larger context with it and I cannot find it. But to me, that quote by itself is something that just says to me, is this the mindset of countries? Is this what's in store in the future? You can certainly hope not because when it gets our time to do it, we're going to be in a bad predicament with no one to care for us. Yeah. I agree. So, Tommy, we don't get older. We'll stay our ages forever, okay? <laughs> I would love that, Lisa. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right, I'm going to talk to you later. Talk to you tomorrow about something else on my mind or on yours. <laughs> All right, Lisa. Thank you. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye.